We'll read from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. You owe more than gold to him who serves you. Give him your heart or serve him. A madman is not less a, magi- a musician than you are yourself. Only the instrument on which he plays is a little out of tune. I like that. <laughs> Be not satisfied with partial contentment. For he who engulfs the spring of life with one empty jar will depart with two full jars. Your turn. All right. Let me ask one thing. Is the temperature okay or are we going to make it a little warmer? It's okay? Okay. Well, a couple of people are covering up as I say that, so I'll, <laughs> I'll turn it up. I already turned up this side during the meditation. Okay. It's getting a little cold. As everybody's saying it's okay that I see people pulling blankets up, I'm going, maybe it's not. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I found myself in meditation today being very distracted. Did any of you even hear some of the sound somewhere over here? I don't even hear it now but I was hearing that too, and I was finding myself really, in a sense, distracted by the outer, and even inside of myself, I found myself in this reaction for the first part of the meditation, and finding my energies really focused in the solar plexus, and the polarity is just very interesting when I find myself caught up into there, and the inner feelings and experiences I have, and I was finding myself saying, you know, I just don't give a crap anymore. You know, I don't care. I'm upset. I'm mad. You know, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to walk away, get out of here, do whatever. Not knowing what to do, though. Just trying, in a sense, to get away from these feelings of disturbance inside. And so I was finding myself going back and forth with this inside because there's this other part of me that says, no, you know, I'm going to hold to the spirit. I'm going to focus on loving. And that's always, this, in a sense, a struggle back and forth. Do I really keep coming back to spirit and holding my attention there? Or do I give in and get caught up in the reaction, the polarity of the world, and get, decide to choose into that and go live that instead of just being patient, holding, waiting, focusing, until this too shall pass? You ever find yourself in meditation, let alone everyday life, going through what I'm talking about now? Well, meditation is the time that we give ourselves. And in that time we give ourselves, we give ourselves the opportunity to look at these things that go on inside of us. Now, I'm really simplifying right now, calling it the world or spirit. I'm just putting a few simple words on it. But you know we could go into all the complexities and all the details and give it all kinds of words, some pretty nasty words at that, I'm sure. On the worldly part, I know. 
on the spiritual part, but do you ever find yourself going into meditation, wanting to focus on spirit, wanting to do the loving, acceptance, forgiveness, but then this other thing that goes on when you get disturbed, upset, angry, that it just pulls on you and you don't even care about doing spirit, you don't even care about the loving, and all you want to do is get mad, run away from, avoid, or fight it, go after it. You ever have those feelings? That's the key, is to be aware, one, what's really going on in there? What's going on? Because there's reaction going on. When there's reaction, it's saying we are caught up in something in the world, whether it's physical, imaginational, emotional, mental, unconsciously. That's the world, is all those levels. That's the polarity, always at play, the positive-negative, always pushing and pulling. Just simplify it. Think of magnets. They either attract or repulse. That's what goes on, is that attraction and repulsion. And all these thoughts, feelings, fantasies, and physical experiences we have are always going to be some level of expression of that attraction or repulsion, the polarity that is in this world, that brings it into form. There's the formless in the highest realms of spirit, and then there's the manifestation or the form, the expression. Well, how do you think it takes form and how it takes shape? In these worlds, it begins to use that magnetic polarity to draw to a repulse, to have experience here, to create, to see, to experience to come to know this creation of polarity through that experience. And these things just within ourselves are exactly what's going on in this greater cosmic universe. We in our own little mini micro universes are going through, are just a little droplet in the great ocean of life, going through the same thing. So if you want to know the great mysteries of the universe, the simple way to know that is to simply look inside your own universe. I like to say experiment. Experiment. Go in your own laboratory, your own little inner kingdom here. And I'm saying little because if you look out at the world, how large it seems, or the universe, we seem so small and insignificant in that. Once you know the true self, you're going to know the largeness of that self as well. But right now, I'm talking more of really the appearance of little and large, or the polarity. Pay attention to what's going on inside there, because this is a journey of knowing, of discovering, of learning. You, the true essence of God, the soul, that is on a journey of experience, of learning through your experiences. And we, in this world, are learning about polarity, about negative, about positive, about bad, about evil, about good, and goodness. That's all this is, is a journey of coming to know what all this is that is going on 
If you want to know what, like I was just saying, going on in the world, look inside of yourself and you'll come to know what's going on in the world just by what's going on inside of you. That's the simple way. That's the greater journey. If you want to get free and out of all the anguish and the upset and disturbance in the world, then go inside and learn about it. Discover what it is. You know... The easiest way that I found to get out of the disturbance is not to fight it, not to avoid it, not to run from it. You know how I was just saying a few minutes ago in the beginning, I just wanted to run from it and get the heck out of here? That's the reaction. That's what it wants us to do because then it has a power over us. So when those feelings come up or the thoughts around all those, Be patient. Go inside and simply hold your attention, if you can, above it, the seat of the soul. But I'll tell you what, when that's really stirring, and I, I'm saying here because quite often it is in the sore plexus or stomach area, you'll feel it other places too. That when that's really going on and kicked up inside of you, it is going to do everything it can to draw your attention and get a hold of you that's the entrapment. That's the disturbance, the struggle that we have such a hard time in getting free of that and truly living the loving that we're talking about on this pathway. There are those times when I just seem to not be able to just focus on the loving, the acceptance and the forgiveness and rise above all this. And you know what I've come to learn? is that when I'm not able to rise above it, that maybe, well, I just said what I've learned, that what's going on, but I'll just say maybe, so there's never a have to. It's, in other words, for you to look at and discover for yourself. But just maybe, when we can't seem to get out of that and move to the loving, that maybe there's a lesson in there for us to learn about, to learn from. And maybe that's why we can't seem to rise above it or get out of it, because there is something there for us to learn. And how do we learn it? We go into it. Go into the struggle. Go into the challenge. Go into the disturbance. Stop fighting. Stop avoiding. Stop running from it. But rather... Go into it. You ever heard that phrase, the way out is in? We often talk about that in meditation. The way out is in, in meditation, go within. It is the same thing with the polarity, the negativity, the disturbance. The way out is in, because by going into it is where all of a sudden we begin to awaken and see what the lesson there is in the disturbance that is just hanging on to us and pulling us into it. Hey, if you're a believer and there's a reason for everything, then maybe it's time to start living the beliefs or those things you hear yourself saying. To really live them. It's nice to have a philosophy but it's a whole other thing to live it. So this is about truly living 
in experiencing the good and the bad, to go into what it is. About a week or two ago, during the class here, I was sharing that I had an inner experience where, in meditation, I started rising up out of the physical. And as I did, I entered into this realm of darkness. And in that realm, I heard these horrible screams that sent fear. Remember that talk I did about fear the other week? And it sent this fear. And is that fear of those screams that are the reactions in the world of the mind, the emotions, the body, the imagination that get us to contract and react, that keep us locked in. But in this experience, at first I repelled, I pulled back. Because it's disturbing, it's uncomfortable. It's quite horrific, to be honest with you. But I also knew in that moment that if I react and contract, that I'm still caught up and stuck and I'm allowing this to limit me, to hold me back from my greater freedom. And so, instead of pulling away and running, I decided to move back into, and actually invite it into me. I moved back into it and said, come on in. And just relax as these horrible screams and fears were now moving into me. In other words, I was fully experiencing by going into and allowing it in me. Allowing myself to fully experience whatever this was. And as it did, I was starting to cringe. But then I said, okay, relax. I started to relax into the fear and the screams. And as I relaxed, all of a sudden I felt myself get free right in the midst of it because I let go. I didn't get rid of it. I didn't exercise the demons. I didn't even forgive it or love it. I just relaxed in the midst of it. And in the relaxation was my letting go of my own reactions that attached me to the experience going on. And I found my freedom right in it. That's the first step is getting your freedom in the experience. When you're able to do that, then the next step of getting out happens naturally. The way in is out. The way out is in. Excuse me. So to go in the experience and go through the experience and find your freedom in it, and then you just automatically begin to move out of it. Because when you can find your freedom in the experience, that is saying that you are learning the lesson that is there for you in the experience. And when you learn the lesson, you're done. Hey, I passed. I learned the lesson. It's done. Okay, what's next? That's right. You learn the lesson. It's called graduation. You complete it. You finish and that's where the freedom comes, the awakening, the knowing. And then you can begin to now move freely into what is next on your journey. But the second part of that learning, where first I relaxed into it, became free in it, now there was the next step of also 
being proactive. And in this case, spiritually, the way to be proactive is loving, to love it. So in the midst of that freedom where I was experiencing, it was still going on, all that fear, those energies, even though I found my freedom in there, I began to now love what was going on. I began to love myself and this experience that seemed so horrific, so negative or evil or bad. I literally began to say to these energies I was walking through, I love you. I love you. And as I loved the experience I was in, all of a sudden, all these different aspects and different voices and the yelling, the screams, started popping. I'd literally direct my loving into each one, and each one, poof, would disappear. Poof, disappear. Simply by loving it. But before I could do the loving, I had to move into my own inner freedom by letting go. You know the phrase, let go, let God? Let go. That's you. Each of us have the responsibility to ourselves and that letting go so that we can now let God, to let go of our attachments, to let go of our fears, to let go of our reactions where we contract and pull away or fight. And in that letting go, now there's room. The door is open. Now God can come in. And what's God? Is that loving so we now let go to allow God in. And that loving as it comes in, now moves in us and through us. And as that loving that loves all creation, all experience, and in that loving is what now begins to disperse, to dissolve the illusion of that which we bleed into, that which we got caught up in, that which we created. To now love our creations, to now love all of creation. And then in that loving is where the liberation takes place, where truly we step free, not only free, but liberated. Liberated is where now the experience no longer is. We talk about freedom and liberation in here. The first step where I learned to relax in the situation is the freedom. I was free right in it, but it was still going on. The liberation is now the loving, so it dissolves. Because when the illusion dissolves, what's left? Just the loving. Just the loving. That soul liberation where all there is left is loving. No longer are we in the illusion. We can be free in the illusion, but wouldn't it be nice to not even have the illusion there? Isn't that what we really want anyway? Is to just experience the fullness of loving and not even have to deal with the illusion, the polarities, the reactions? Well, this is how that takes place. The two-step, the Texas two-step. Let go, let God. Relax. Allow the loving. Freedom, liberation. And this we can do with whatever, wherever, whoever, 
However, whether it's an inner experience, well, it's all inner experience. Even when your eyes are open, you're doing the world, you're still having inner experience. And meditation is simply a time by which we can, in a sense, let go of the outer focus and now really focus within. But we can focus within anytime we want, even with the eyes open. So what I'm describing now is something you can do at any time, anywhere, always inside of yourself. When you find yourself going into reaction, fear, judgment, don't resist, don't set up a pattern of struggle of where you want to run and avoid it or fight it to overcome it, but rather to relax into and discover what is this inside of me that is running. Let me learn from this experience so that I come to know all of God's creation, that I come to know my own creation, because that's how you come to know all of God's creation, is by learning the creation, the God that you are, what it has created. So go in, even into the disturbance, Here's the funny thing. You are the loving because as you, the loving, goes into it, that's how you get free. It's you, the loving, that is freeing yourself. This is the dichotomy. We talk about the loving, how the loving sets you free by doing the loving. Well, how can you do the loving? What is the loving? That's the journey of awakening, that as you do the loving and go into these things and love them, is how you awaken to come to know that you are that loving that we've been talking about all along. You, the true you, the soul, is the loving that you are doing. That's how we awaken. In the past, I've sometimes said, find the loving in the experience. Go into the experience and find the loving there. So as we're looking for the loving, you know, we're spiritual seekers, looking for the loving, looking for the loving in the darkness or in the lightness. Isn't it funny if you think about it that way? So as we move in and through these experiences, looking for the loving, what do we do? We find ourselves. We find ourselves. Isn't that what we've really been looking for all along? Be yourself. Well, how the hell do I do that when I don't even know myself? Exactly. You've got to find yourself to know yourself. That's what we're doing in meditation. That's what we're doing on this whole pathway, not just meditation. That's what we're doing within ourselves, finding ourselves to know ourselves, to be ourselves. But that's the journey. If we do not allow ourselves, the true self, the soul, or whatever self you want, to go into our experiences, we're never going to truly discover and come to know that. Because how do you know what self you are? The ego self, the mental self, the imaginary self, the emotional self, the soul self, the God self? 
the unconscious self, the physical self, which one are we? How do you know? We don't know until we allow ourselves to look and to discover. We come to know all of these selves as we look, as we allow, as we participate and find ourselves within every experience, every situation, every circumstance, we find ourselves. The truth shall set you free. So when we find ourselves, we're finding the truth. In the beginning, we just call it the truth in the world. Well, that's true, that's false. They're honest, they're a liar. That's just the beginning in the physical level to call something true or false. So we begin to awaken to know the true and the false and the physical. Oh, the physical self. Oh, I found the true physical self. That's the beginning. Now continue to find that true self in every level of consciousness. That is the spiritual journey, the spiritual path. We find the true self, the truth that sets us free in every level, every realm of creation. That's the real spiritual path. That's the journey. Yeah, there's all these wonderful teachers and angels and guides. Yes, there's all of that. And yes, we will experience that along the way. Because that's part of the journey. But to even to discover all of that, I hate using the word have to, but in this case we have to do the inner journey of the soul's journey of awakening to come to know our true self. That's what we have to do in order to experience the truth fully, not only in ourselves, but in God directly. And in that journey, we will experience all these other things. You want to see auras and guides and inner beings? Wake up and know yourself, the true self of spirit. And then you'll begin to know these other aspects of God's creation as well. But it's not easy to do when we're distracted by all the things outside. It's much easier to do when we give our focus and attention inside. And in that, we'll come to know not only ourselves, but that true self that is in all. And then we'll begin to see and to know all the other. But we'll see it and know it because we know ourselves not because we're looking out here and distracted, but because we're looking in here and active and awake and aware.
So remember, there's a couple steps. The way out is in. So go in, into spirit and into whatever is calling you. Wake up in it. Relax. Let go. Be patient because it, that's what it takes to truly let go and to relax, to give yourself the time. Because in the beginning, we're in reaction. That holds on. Keeps it going longer. So relax. And then the relaxation is the letting go. And then it passes quickly. And then the letting God is the next natural step where truly now we do the loving because we've let go. And then in the loving, it all unfolds. We unfold all of it unfolds. And that's where we find the greater awakening, the greater knowing, the greater oneness. Meditation is something that truly is an opportunity. A lot of us miss the possibility of that opportunity by allowing ourselves to be distracted. Distracted into the mind, into the emotion, into the body, and not allow ourselves to wake up to what is possible and what is there for us to discover. I have found for myself at times that my mind will ever be trying to get in the way, ever trying to distract me. And I can bring myself into focus and clarity once again in my meditation and into the greater truth of myself in that meditation towards my soul, towards loving God, when the mind is very loud, when it truly is fighting the great fight to get my attention and to draw me back down into it and not let me go. But I find the greatest challenge for me is when the mind is doing what it does in a very subtle way. And I don't know if you understand the difference between that inside yourself. Begin to pay attention to the bold, if you will, and the subtle and to begin to take charge of those subtle energies within ourselves, that subtle, quiet reaction, that subtle, quiet movement that is taking place within the physical consciousness at whatever level it might be, that is ever calling on us, distracting us, pulling us away from the truth of who we are and back into the physical. For me, that's been the greatest challenge of my meditations because I'm often looking for the big and the bold and the dramatic and the loud and looking to see how to rise above that and how to move 
beyond that in loving. And oftentimes I have found in the past that it is a subtle that catches me up. And so one of the things I have found in my daily life as well, eyes open and out in the world, is I allow things in the world also distract me from my truth, from my center. In my meditation, I am ever looking for that place of neutrality where that loving resides within me, where I can live in that loving and share in that loving with God. And then to take that neutrality, that centeredness in my daily life and to share that loving with all that I am involved with in the world. And it's very interesting that again, I have found over the years that when I go into the world, I'm ever giving more attention to the bold, dramatic, the drama of the world, and ever paying attention to that so that I can stay centered in myself and loving and not get caught up in that. But again, in the subtle things of this world, I often do not pay attention to right up front and take charge and allow myself to get caught up in the subtle. And one of the areas that I found for myself that is subtle for me, but yet is very dramatic and easy for me to get caught up in, is my caring, my compassion for others. My soul itself is very caring, very compassionate. It wants everyone to wake up and know the truth of who it is as soul, as divine, as a child of God. And it is here to do what it can to share into the world a loving, a truth, an understanding, and a practice by which that can take place. And in that vulnerability and that openness and that willingness to share that loving truth into the world, there's also the caring that God has for every soul, that loving that God has for every soul, ever wanting it to come home, ever calling it to come home, ever present with every step of the journey of that soul, assisting it, guiding it, protecting it, doing whatever it can but yet at the same time allowing the soul to make choices, to go into experience and to learn and grow. And I have found over my life that when I am centered in my loving, when I am centered in that neutrality, I am also centered in a caring, in a compassion for others. But I have also found that in that outreach of compassion for others, there's a part of me that gets caught up in something. But it's not bold and loud and dramatic and in my face. It's an energy that's very subtle. And oftentimes, I will not catch wind of that subtle movement until after the fact, until after I'm caught up in it, until after I'm distracted from my centeredness and pulled back out of myself and into the world. 